0: What's going on? My name is Matthew, and welcome to The Real Life Podcast. This is a place where we hope that you can be encouraged, that your faith can be built up, and that you can leave feeling more connected to Jesus and His church than when you tuned in. Well, hello, my name is Richie. So glad to see you today. Believe that God got us here together on purpose. I lead a church called Real Life. And um, we as a people, as a family are passionate about learning how to be Jesus Church. It's particularly interesting in this time. Everything has changed for all of us. Even again this week, as we hear the news of schools in our area, not reopening this fall, our hearts are burdened once again to grasp at normal and wish for something to be the way we want it to be yet have to find ourselves in a, in a place where we can find center, find find peace, find hope, find something to hold on to, uh, to keep our hearts encouraged and moving forward. And believe that this time is going to be that time for you, for me. Believe this time is going to be a time where God speaks, he directs, he leads, he reveals himself and together our hearts are going to be brought together and unified and and filled with courage filled with hope filled with purpose recentered and brought to a place of of looking forward with some sort of anticipation Uh, there's a theme that's going to emerge in this conversation today. We are in Luke chapter eight. If you have a Bible or a Bible app, I want you to get that and and go there. Luke is one of the gospels in the new Testament. We've been studying for months now, as we've been learning Jesus life ministry and teaching and trying to shape our lives and reorient our church around who Jesus is and who he calls us to be in. Luke 8, um, it, it, this theme emerges that's really a mega theme of all of Scripture, a mega theme of all of life. It's darkness and light, good and evil. And Jesus walks right into this theme in this passage and and, and really shows us a, a way, shows us who he is and who we are to be through this passage. If you were with us last week, maybe you need to go back and tune in, but Shane preached through this message where we see Jesus and his disciples get in a boat, go across this lake, this sea, to this distant country, this other side, this place known as the Decapolis or, or, or the place of garrisons where... Jews didn't go. Jews were the people of light traditionally, and that was the place of darkness. Jews were the people of good, and that was the place of evil. And even as they go across the sea, Shane preached through it so well that we see this storm arise. You can almost imagine the disciples going, of course a storm came up when we're going to such an evil place. Of course a storm would come and try to take us out when we're going to such a dark place. There's this theme of life that I think all of us are constantly constantly confronted with is darkness, evil, it's bad, stay away, get away from there. And that theme creates this kind of sense of unsettledness in our hearts when dark things continue to come our way, when disappointments or hardship or things that seem evil, maybe it's um, a category of politics, or you're seeing evil continue to spread around your life right now, or you feel darkness surrounding you in different ways, different relationships, different conversations seem to be darker and heavier and more disappointing. There's this sense to run from it. To get away from it, to not go there. Jesus does something totally different in this passage. And I want to look at it together because I believe. He has leadership for you and I in this conversation today. And I believe he wants to reveal himself and he wants to reveal a way for you and I to walk through this life together and really learn to be his church, no matter what the circumstances are that we are confronted with. Now, if you don't follow Jesus, I I pray that through this conversation today, he reveals himself to you, that his power, his love, his grace becomes real to you in this moment. Whatever darkness you're confronted with, within your own heart today, I believe his light is going to shine in it. That's who Jesus is. There's another gospel writer named John, and he writes about Jesus' arrival on earth. And he writes, man, I I love how he he says this. This is John chapter one, verse one. It's, It's right in the very beginning. In the beginning, the word already existed. Now, when he says word, he's speaking of Jesus. The word was with God and the word was God. This is what John is saying about Jesus. Look at this next verse with me. He existed in the beginning with God. This is Jesus again. Look at this. Go to verse three, if you would. God created everything through him, through Jesus, and nothing was created except through him, through Jesus. Now here's where it gets really good. Look at verse four. The word Jesus gave life to everything that was created and his life, this is what his life did, brought light to everyone. This is who Jesus is, is he brings light. The very nature of his life, the character, the essence of who he is, he brings light with him everywhere he goes, to everyone he encounters. I'm praying that for you, for me, for all of us today, that his life would bring light into every situation, into every heart. Verse five is so powerful. The light, Jesus, shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish the light. The ESV says that the darkness can't overcome the light. Darkness is not stronger than light. Light overcomes darkness. Light shines in the darkness. I want you to see this in this passage. We're in Luke chapter eight together. If you'd go there with me in your Bible, your Bible app, I'm going to pick up in verse 26. So remember they're sailing across the sea. They sailed to the country of the... Gerasenes which is opposite of Galilee when Jesus had stepped on land There met him a man from the city who had demons. This is dark. Demons are dark. If you've ever seen any encounters with demons, it is dark stuff. For a long time, this man had worn no clothes and he had not lived in a house, but he lived among the tombs. It gets creepy, right? Like this sounds like a horror movie already. He lived among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cries out and he fell down before him and said with a loud voice, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you not to torment me. For he had commanded, Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time, this, this demon had seized him and this guy was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But, but this is how strong the demons inside of him were. They would actually break the bonds and he would be driven by the demon into the desert. Desert is always symbolic of a wild place, of a place where demons roam freely. So it would make sense that the demon would drive him out into this place. So then Jesus, this is verse 30, asked him, what is your name? So he asked the demon what his name is. I just want you to just take a step back for a second, because I'm reading through a passage, of scripture, a story here and and. It almost kind of gets unbelievable as you really think about this encounter with me for a second. Jesus just sailed across the ocean, this, this sea with his disciples. They were all terrified, thought they were going to die in this storm. He speaks, calms the storm. They're all blown away that Jesus has authority over a storm. Now he steps out on land and he's talking to a guy possessed by demons that everybody in this region is terrified of. And he asks him, what's your name? The demon says legion for many demons had entered him. This is a term for a lot, legion, right? Many. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Don't throw us into this place of eternal torment. Now there was a large herd of pigs feeding there on the hillside and they begged him, Jesus, to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. I want to zoom out for just a second. This place of um, the Gesserines or this, this region was also known as the Decapolis. There was a Roman legion, part of their army was stationed there. And this was one of the, the, the regiment, the 10th regiment was one of the most decorated regiments, so destructive and forceful in its advancement of the Roman empire. They were actually stationed in this region, in the Decapolis where Jesus just got off the boat. And did you know the actual symbol of this legion of Roman soldiers was a pig, was a boar? I want you to think about the symbolism of what's happening. Hey, don't drive us into the abyss. Can we go into that herd of pigs? Jesus gives them permission. There was a large herd of pigs feeding there on the hillside. And they begged him, let us enter these. So he gave them permission. The demons came out of the man, entered the pigs and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. Some sort of massive political statement was just made right here. And all this symbolism, Jesus is making a statement here. Verse 34, when the herdsmen, the guys that were taking care of the pigs, saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. They shared this story everywhere. People went out to see what happened and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. I want you to think about this contrast in a place of darkness interacting with uh, uh, demons and darkness inside this man. You would think Jesus would be afraid of this dark and evil situation, yet light comes into the darkness and now suddenly the darkness is afraid and all the people in the surrounding dark region that all the Jews are afraid to go to are now afraid of the light. I just love this, this kind of reversal. All these people saw what the light did in this person's life and they were terrified. Those who had seen it told them how the demon possessed man had been healed. Ah. Then all the people, the surrounding country of the Gerasenes, this whole Decapolis area, they asked Jesus to depart from them. We, we, We can't stand the light is essentially what they're saying for they were seized with great fear. So Jesus got in the boat and he returned. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged that he might go with him. Of course he would, wouldn't you? Your life has just been set free from this demonic possession, You've just been liberated from captivity. You've been out of your mind and the one who healed you is now leaving. Wouldn't you like beg, 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 please let me go with you. But Jesus says, no, no, no. I want you to return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And so this man went away proclaiming, preaching throughout the whole city, how much Jesus had done for him. And when I look at this story, there's so much of this theme of darkness and light, good and evil that just emerges in this story that I don't know if it does this for you, but for me, it just pulls me into this, this place where I have to start to kind of wrestle with how I view darkness. I, I think that some of us have a really, um, maybe broken thinking or, or poor thinking when it comes to darkness. I, honestly, like as the world gets darker and darker and circumstances seem to mount in our lives, it is really easy to cower in the face of darkness. It is really easy to categorize darkness and, and, and set it over there as this thing that we need to stay away from. Maybe it's evil in, in, in your family. Maybe, maybe you're thinking about darkness, maybe kind of upside down. If, if maybe say like your workplace, your workplace is full of all kinds of bad people, hypocritical people, people that lie and cheat and steal and all these things. And you just can't wait to get out of there. In fact, your prayers are not for the people in your workplace. Your prayers are for yourself. God, get me out of here. I think you're thinking about darkness wrong, right? That, that maybe God has actually brought you as someone who could potentially bring light to that dark place. And all you want to do is get out of there. Or you think about even our country politically and, the darkness that just continues to grow in our nation right now. I know that there's always this urge that we should get back to our kind of forefathers roots and we should, we should really fight for our rights to be the way they should be. And 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 darkness just continues to grow and things continue to get taken away from us. And a lot of times what we're fighting for is not to be light in darkness. We're fighting for the darkness just to go away or for us just to get away from the darkness and I think we're thinking about darkness wrong if this is how we think about it. Jesus didn't think about darkness like this. He's not afraid of darkness. He's not, he's not afraid of it getting on him. I mean, think about some of the conversations that we stay away from. We've all got a Decapolis in our world. We've all got a region of the garrisons. Maybe for you, it's a political conversation that you just won't go there. Maybe it's a it's a social feed that that is a very dark feed, and 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 you just kind of you just stay away from these places. Maybe it's a family member or 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 or, or a group text with a bunch of people that is just a dark place, and there's there's things that get talked about in there, or there's conversations that that are being had that you just instead of bringing light to darkness, you just stay away from it. And I wonder, like in. in Especially in this time, if we're thinking about darkness, like something we need to run from an evil that we just, gotta, we just gotta keep at arm's distance. Like, I wonder if we're thinking about darkness wrong. I don't know if we're thinking about darkness, how Jesus thought about darkness. Like, I don't see Jesus being afraid of darkness or afraid of evil. I don't see Jesus cowering at, at the mounting darkness in our, in our day and in our, in, our, in our country and in your world. I see Jesus thinking about darkness way differently. And for me, as I think about each of the Decapolis or the regions of garrisons that each of us have in our own world, these places that we just stay away from, I'm wondering if Jesus wants to change our thinking about darkness, to not be afraid of darkness. I think about fear, how crippling it is in many of our lives. It's this thing that just grabs you and, and actually makes decisions for you. It's the thing that, you know, your, your brain switches to fight or flight, right? Because of fear. It's this instant reaction that you almost can't even control your response. You just, you just, gotta, you just gotta figure it out and you just gotta go. And, 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 and I think that in that spot, Jesus wants to do something, some transforming, some work in your heart and in my heart. One of the things that I see in Jesus' leadership in this passage is that Jesus is being Jesus. His entry into this world, John wrote about that I read earlier, is God bringing light to a very dark place. This has always been Jesus' mode, is to bring light to darkness. He's not afraid of darkness affecting light. He's not afraid of darkness, um, getting on the light and squishing out the light because he knows that light always overcomes darkness. You put a very small light in a very dark room and what shows up the light, the darkness is never stronger than the light. And Jesus has always been on a mission to bring light to darkness. Think of your own heart, my own heart, this is his whole reason for coming to earth is so many of us are trapped in sin and shame and guilt and condemnation. We know that we are trying to get into relationship with God in some way, shape or form, but know that we don't have what it takes and darkness just continues to make decisions in our lives. God sees us in this desperate place and doesn't stay at a distance from our own darkness, but enters into our world. This is, this is the essence of who God is, is that I would come and I would bring light into your dark place. Places, that he would, he would come and he would shine light into that place that needs forgiveness in your heart, into that place that needs the shame removed, the, the place that needs these fears just stripped away. This is the love of God. This is the light of God. This is the goodness of God is not to run from darkness, but to bring light to darkness. See, this is who our God is. And this is, I think, what it means for us to learn to be Jesus' church in a time like this. Is to really consider, man, have I been transformed by the light of God in my own life? Have I been set free from fear and shame and guilt and condemnation? Have I received light from God Himself? I think about this this God possessed by a demon. How amazing that Jesus would take him when he's begging to come get on the boat with Jesus and go to the Jewish side of the lake, that Jesus would turn him around and send him right back to his people of, of, in place of healing and transformation. What did this guy have? He had really nothing. He had All he had was the light in him and, and the story of what Jesus had done in his life. He didn't have an education. He didn't have like a, a training program that he went through to get equipped to go share the good news of Jesus Christ. No, all he had was the transformational work of Jesus in his life. This is what light does is it changes you. It shines in the dark places of our hearts and it changes who we are. Light shines in darkness. And, and so I see this as a commissioning moment that, that Jesus is like, no, 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 no. I, God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. And it's there at your place of healing. It's there with your people. It's there in those dark places that you want to run from, that you want to escape from, that you want to get away from. No, that's where I have a mission for you is to bring my light to that dark place. Man, your school your workplace, your neighborhood, and all these things that many many of us are trying to get away from, a a, a broken family relationship, all these these other sides of the lake that we've set up in our mind and our life that we just stay away from. Jesus is going, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's actually where you can shine the brightest is in these dark places, in these places that you want to stay away from. Where my work actually gets highlighted most in your life is is in these dark places. Don't run from the darkness, bring the light to the darkness. And I think that this is really something that God wants to speak to you in my heart today. So I know that this is a fearful time for us as people, period. No matter what your, your faith kind of place is, this is a fearful time. It's in time of unknowns. I know my heart is heavy with you parents that are trying to figure out what to do this fall as your kids can't go back to the classroom. It's a fearful time. I know our hearts are fearful with all this virus talk and Am I unloving if I think that maybe it's not as dangerous as we originally thought, or, or maybe, maybe, you know, you're watching all the conspiracy theories that are just filling everybody's feeds right now. And this just breeding of fear just continues to consume your heart. Here's what I love is if Jesus has come into your life, the spirit of God has come into your life as if his light has shown in your life and you've allowed him to transform you and begin to shape your life and your heart. He's been giving you a a deposit of his spirit inside you. And the spirit of God inside you is an empowering spirit, not a fearful spirit. Not a condemning spirit or a shaming spirit, but an empowering spirit that says, look, I've, I've got my light inside of you to transform you, to heal you, to shape you, to make you into the man or woman that I've called you and designed you to be. Paul says to his apprentice, God has not given us, Timothy, a spirit of fear and timidity. No, 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 no. That's not the spirit of God. The spirit of God is a a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. What is the light that our world needs right now? It's a people of power. It's a people of love. It's a people of self-discipline with the spirit and the light of God inside them sent back to their place of of, of bondage and brokenness and darkness sent by God himself into these dark places to bring light, to bring power, to bring love, to bring healing, to bring hope into these dark places. See, this is the... This is the hope that we have as a people is that the transforming work of Jesus inside of us is going to affect the world around us. It's going to shape those that we are in relationship with. That darkness is not going to get on us and taint us and and, and corrupt us, but that the light inside of us, the Bible says that, that he who is in you is actually greater than he that is in the world. That we don't got to walk in fear and, and cower and wonder like, how is this all going to work out? That we can, with, with the spirit of God, the power of God, the love of God inside of us, we can take steps of, of light into dark places, into unknown places. As a parent navigating these times with your students right now, It's dark and unknown in that place, but God's love, his light can shine through you into your kids' lives, to your teachers' lives, to to these administrators' lives. And I think about as a people, what it's like for us to bring light into darkness. So much of it is just settled in our heart, being settled that we know that the spirit of God is in us. The light of God is in us. And Peter, he and this other guy that writes in scripture, he says, You are not like the rest of the world. You're a chosen people. God picked you, put his light in you, he saved you, he forgave you. He's making you somebody new, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. He's rescued you. He's pulled you out of darkness and brought you into light so that you can declare the wonders and the glory of our God. He called you out of darkness into his light so that you can bring this light into these dark places. See, God sees you as his light. He sees you as a transformed one, no matter how dark and broken the old life was that he rescued you out of. He's sending us back into these places to say, hey, go tell everyone what I'm doing. Go show everyone the love that you have, you've received. Go show everyone the light that, that I put inside your heart. Go allow them to experience the same love that you've experienced from me. Don't hide from the darkness. Be my light in the darkness. See, this is the call of God for us as a people. This is the invitation of God for us to become his church. See, many of us have been sidelined, honestly, for many weeks now, waiting for life to go back to normal, waiting for this pandemic to get over, waiting for things to make sense, even for us as a church to gather digitally like this and to to maybe start experimenting with real life at home. Some of you are gathered in living rooms today. All of this is new and unknown for all of us, myself included. I have no idea what the future holds. One of the most unsettling things for a leader is to lead people into the unknown. And I'm right there. I have no idea. Yet at the same time in these places of uncertainty, I'm called back to these very simple principles to go, well, I may not know where we're going, but I know who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be a people of light that bring light into dark places. And that can happen whether we have services and buildings or not. That can happen if we're gathered in homes all over this region. You know, we've been thinking and dreaming about how God would expand his church in this time. And I'm I'm really wanting to invite us out of a sitting back, waiting for things to go back to normal kind of place. And I want to invite us into a place of advancement, of bringing light into places. I want to, I want to invite us to a, a place where we're praying and believing and dreaming of what God might do through us. Instead of waiting for our lives to go back to whatever they were supposed to be, God, would would you expand your kingdom through us now in this time? We have no idea what the future holds, but God, you do, and we trust you. We are not gonna be a people of fear and cower in this time. We're gonna be a people of courage and hope and light, and we are going to be used by you, God, to bring light to dark places. God, use us. And God loves to honor that prayer. God loves to hear that prayer from you. God loves to know that that's where our heart is at. And so that's really my invitation for us today is to go, hey, could we become a people of light that bring light to darkness? Could we stop being afraid of darkness and evil and all the unknowns in our world? And and could we just settle our hearts in the fact that God has brought his light to your heart, bringing his light to your heart right now? And could we allow that subtleness to give us a conviction that, that is greater than all of the circumstances swirling around us. A conviction that says, you know what? I know I don't know the future, but I know who God is and what he's doing in my life. And I can take one step today toward the potential he has for me. I can love somebody today. Man, bringing light is so simple. It might be just a meal to a neighbor who's discouraged. Light is not rocket science, right? It's just, it's just a simple moment of, of love. Maybe light is just a pair of shoes for a kid this next week at One Heart. You know, I'm blown away. I love our One Heart team and this is a side note, but. Man, did you know that the mayor of our city here in Spokane is actually hearing about One Heart and the fact that we're still trying to figure out how to help kids in need right now. And, and our mayor, she's gonna actually be at one of our locations here this next week. What, a, what an opportunity we have to shine light in darkness right now. When darkness seems to be the thing that everybody talks about, somebody committed and convicted to be light in darkness stands out. Light shines in the darkness. Light can be so simple. Maybe it's just a a note of forgiveness to a family member that you shut off, that you sent to the other side of the lake that you said, I'll never talk to them again. Light could be you inviting somebody over to your house. Maybe social distance and mask and whatever. Light can be you smiling behind your mask and getting those eyes squinting. Even though they can't see your, your mouth, they see those eyes squinting. This could be light. Life's not rocket science. It's just us having a heart and a conviction to say, all right, Jesus, you've given me a spirit of, of power and love and self-discipline. God, make me your church. Make me light in dark places. This is how Jesus sees you. Matthew chapter five. This is what he says. He says, here's another way to put it, church. You're here to be Light. This is Jesus talking. This is what he thinks about you and I. You're here on this planet, in this neighborhood, in this workplace, on that social feed. You are here in that school, in that in that environment, in that family to be light. You are there to bring out God's colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. This is what Jesus says. We're going public with this. I love this language as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, Jesus says, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket. Do you? No way. I'm putting you on a light stand. I want this light to shine. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand shine. This is Jesus' encouragement to you, real life. Shine. I've put my light in you. I've put my forgiveness in you. I've put my love in you. Don't hide. Shine. Don't cower in fear. Shine. Don't isolate in in a place of anxiety. Shine. People got to know the light of God, the love of God, the hope of God. And it's going to come through you. It's gonna come through you. The light of God is gonna come through you. He says, keep an open house. Be generous with your life. Open yourself up to others. This generous father with God, this generous father in heaven. He said, you're gonna have an impact. You're gonna have a massive city changing, world changing impact. If you just do this simple thing, bring light to darkness. Light shines in the darkness. Darkness does not overcome light. And I really believe that as a people, this is our chance right now to rise up and say, okay, let's learn to be Jesus church. I know it's weird and hard and confusing and nothing makes sense. Ah, uh, I could get on so many rants right now, but I know nothing makes sense. But I believe that the truth of God outlasts every bit of craziness in our world right now and that this is not a time for us to fight all the the craziness this is a time for us to be light not afraid of that darkness running from that darkness but being the light in the midst of this time could be so simple and i believe that god is inviting us to be those kind of people I can't help but think about those of you that you just sense the spirit of God, the love of God, the light of God shining in your heart right now for the very first time. God loves you. He's ready to forgive you of every one of your sins. He's ready to set you free from this, this captivity to fear and shame and guilt and, and, and eternity. Some of you are terrified of eternity. You want to run from the light because you're afraid of being exposed But know this, this is the love of God coming to you today to expose you, yes, not to condemn you, but to save you. That's how good God is, as he shines the light in the darkness, not to get you to cower in fear, but to, to love you, to accept you, to forgive you, to cleanse you, to heal you, and to make you completely new. Our prayer is that you would say yes to this light of God's love, that you would receive God's love today that you would make a commitment between you and God that says, all right, I recognize my sinfulness. God, would you forgive me? Would you heal me? Would you cleanse me? Would you make me new? Would you shine this light in me and transform me for your mission and your purpose? Make me into this new person. And in that place, God drops that, that deposit of his spirit inside you, giving you the spirit of power and love and self-discipline. That's the spirit that seals you for the day of eternity. Prayers that every single person on this planet would come to that place of acknowledgement of God's love for them. We're hoping that's you today too. And we love you so much. Let me pray for you today. God, you see every person gathered in every home, every heart impacted by this message, God. For those that have been cowering in fear, God, would you just dispel the darkness in their hearts and minds? Would your light shine in those dark places God, every spot of unforgiveness and bitterness and hatred, God, would you shine light there? God, would you bring healing and forgiveness and reconciliation, God? In the places of disunity, even within our own church, within our own city, within the politics of this country, God, would you make your church a beacon of light, of unity, of hope, of salvation, of love, God? Jesus, you said your disciples would be known by their love. God, would you make us a people of love that bring light to dark places? God, forgive us for our, our, our fear. Forgive us for our anxiety. Forgive us for our running from the darkness. God, make us a people who bring light to dark places. God, those that have been rescued out of places of extreme brokenness, God, would you send them back? Send them back with your light, with your joy, with your hope, with your healing. May they be a beacon of light in those dark families, those dark places, God. We know, God, that you have salvation in mind for our, our world, God. We know that you have lives that you want to change, God. And you want to use us as your people, your church, to bring light to those dark places. God, use us. God, here we just, we just give ourselves to you, God, in a symbol of commissioning like the, the demon-possessed guy. Would you just kind of kick us out of the boat today, God? Kick us out of the safety and the security of what we've been running towards and get us, God, on our way, on the mission, in a place of surrender, dependent on, on your light shining and us, your love coming through us, God. Would you just send us on our way, God? Would you make us a people sent by your love into dark places, sent by your light into dark places, God? Make us a people who recognize the commission of God on our lives to bring light to darkness, God. Forgive us for our insecurity. Forgive us for our complacency. See, forgive us for our laziness forgive us for allowing ourselves to get caught up in the whirlwind of everything that this world has been throwing at us god we 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 depend on you to heal to transform to bring hope to bring life to bring light to darkness through us god we love you jesus we give you our hearts in your name amen Well, I love you so much. If you're responding today to the good news of Jesus Christ, you're being healed, you have a prayer request, you have anything at all that is just on your heart, we wanna talk, we wanna engage, let us know. Fill out a card, text us on this number. We wanna help you take your next step. man. if you are giving your heart to Jesus for the very first time today, your next step is to get baptized. That's what Jesus did, that's what he commanded. Every time in scripture, when somebody gets filled with light, They declare that in front of everybody, that's baptism. I wanna call you to not hide from that commitment, but take that step courageously today. Be light in dark places by standing for Jesus' love in your life. And I love you, respond today. Let's go to God and worship today. Let's lift him up. Let's bless him with our worship today. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to stay in touch and visit the description for our contact info. We would love to be praying for you. As always, we hope this podcast encouraged you and pointed you closer to Jesus. Take care.